Now we come to our reading for today, which is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 to 7. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. As we come now to our sermon, uh, let's pray together. Lord, I pray that as a scattered church, we might be united as we come to your word. Lord, I pray my words, as faltering as they may be, I pray that you would speak somehow through them and guide us and lead us to be the church that is building your kingdom in this new world. In Jesus' name. Amen. So it feels like we say this all the time at the moment, but what a week we have had. This is likely the first of many weeks where we're going to experience uh, this summer and however long it goes on for a time of uh, partial or near total lockdown. And life hasn't been disrupted this much since the world wars. Even those who were classed as key workers and are still going into work they are still experiencing disruption, just as all of us, uh, are, as the rules around social distancing are enforced. With each week, we're probably going through different emotions. It may be day to day that our mood goes up and down. We may experience emotions of fear, worry, restlessness, frustration, and our anxiety is everywhere at the moment. Alternatively, we may be experiencing some more positive emotions. I know some people are enjoying uh, a chance or maybe a forced chance to rest. My friend who has just had his first child uh, a couple of months ago is enjoying the chance to work from home uh, so he can spend more time with his new son. Wherever we are at, I know that throughout the world, Christians and not are answer asking a similar question, which is where is God in all of this? Each day we've been uploading uh, videos to our, our YouTube channel as a church at 10am every morning and you can find them and I do encourage you to do so. And the aim of these is uh, multi, there are multi different aims. Some uh, we just want to stay in touch and give encouragement. 
some of them is just ways to keep connected with people from the church. But also, uh, we, this is central to all of them, is we want to show how the word of God, the Bible, is speaking into this new world and this strange way of living. It's still relevant in our lives. And today's passage of Romans 12 is a perfect example of how a passage written to a specific audience nearly 2,000 years ago in a very different time to our own is still really relevant to us as we and has profound truth as we learn to uh, live in a new way. Because the Roman church that Paul was writing to, uh, all of them had known significant change and upheaval in their lives. By the time that Paul wrote to them, it seems the church was well established, uh, made up of Jews and Gentiles. He'd never been there himself, but the church had been established. And both of these groups, Jew and Gentile, had known radical change in their lives. There was a large Jewish population in Rome, and there had been since the second century BC. But they weren't always tolerated as a people group. In fact, just uh, less than 10 years before Paul writes, the Emperor Claudius in 49 AD kicked all of the Jewish citizens of the city out of the city. He forced them to leave. They all had to uproot their lives and go. Yes, they started to come back, but the church, the Jewish Christians that were in the church in Rome will have known significant change and had to live in new ways. Then, of course, the Gentile believers uh, will have had a complete turnaround in their lives, going uh, from a pagan worldview with many different gods and a Roman way of living to suddenly discovering faith in the one God, in Jesus Christ, and knowing a complete change in their lives as they experience new life and rebirth and conversion to Christianity. So with this in mind, Paul writes to this church, and in true preacher form, I've got three points uh, and three things that really stood out to me in this passage for us today. The first, as we learn to be a new kind of church, is that true and proper worship does not need to take place in a church building. Now, I love church, and so clearly did Paul. He wrote again and again, encouraging uh, his listeners, his, uh, his readers, to worship together, to meet together, to uh, encourage one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. But actually, true worship goes beyond gathering together. In verse 1, Paul urges his brothers and sisters to respond to God's mercy and offer their bodies as a living sacrifice. Now this may look differently within the concept of social distancing, but the, the idea of offering our bodies as a living sacrifice is still a good one. And the second half of Romans chapter world, uh, chapter 12, sorry, uh, gives examples and, and concepts, I suppose, of how to live sacrificially for other people and for God. We worship God as we love sincerely, as we avoid evil, devote ourselves to one another, care for those who are most vulnerable and share what we can with those in need. I encourage us all to ask ourselves today, in this new life, how can we worship God with these principles in mind? How can we live sacrificially? 
The second point that came to me was verses four to seven. They talk about how uh, what the church they talk about what the church is and how we live with and for one another. Verses four and five uses one of Paul's favourite illustrations of how the church is a body made up of many members, but are joined together in one body. And then verses six and seven read as this. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Many of us will know what our gifting is and how we use it in church in a normal way to build God's church up. For instance, I have a gift of hospitality and welcome, and it's something I love to use in my role. I love uh, welcoming people at church, making connections with people, putting people in touch with one another, maybe having others around uh, for dinner or cooking uh, for large groups of people. It's something I love to do. But that gift seems slightly less useful in this new world we live in. Uh, because I can't physically go and visit people and I cannot uh, have people around for dinner. I cannot, we cannot congregate in large groups. But that isn't my only gifting. Uh, me, like all of us, we have many gifts. And as we learn to be a different kind of church in this new way of living, we have to ask what gifts do we have that God is calling us to use, perhaps in a new way. I've been thinking about this. And I know I'm not too bad on computers. I'm quite a quick learner when it comes to computers. And uh, that's something I've been using quite a lot, that skill. Um, for example, I've been able to upload and edit some uh, videos in church, which has been helpful not only for uh, for just getting stuff out, but now I've, I can achieve my long-lived ambition to be, a, be uh, like a character from Star Wars and have uh, magic powers. Yeah. Um... <laughs> How can you serve, teach, encourage, give, lead or use whatever gifts you have to build God's church during this new season? Well, both of my first two takeaways lift us with questions. You know, how can I live a sacrificial life of worship? How can I use my gifts in a new way for this new kind of church? And my third takeaway from this passage perhaps gives us uh, a clue as to how we might seek and find those answers to those questions. Verse three says this, do not conform. Sorry, verse two says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For some of us, this new way of living we face will give us extra time on our hands to, uh, and we may be finding, uh, you know, a struggle as to how to find a new routine in this new way of life. For some, we may find the opposite and life is more busy, especially if you're trying to juggle work commitments alongside homeschooling. Either way, as I said before, life is different and with change, we have a new opportunity to build rhythms, habits, and routines. For our overly busy work-obsessed world and subsequently our work-obsessed church in this world in the, in the West, this may be a chance to rediscover God's preferred rhythms of work 
and rest, or as the Old Testament puts it, of labour and Sabbath. I know one family who've taken the opportunity that's been forced upon them through this homeschooling uh, to, uh, to do something they've always wanted to get round to, which was praying together as a family at the start of each day. Ultimately, in this new season, let's follow Paul's encouragement to allow ourselves to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Why not, as you try to work out a new routine, start by planning in times to pray, to read God's word, and watch a Bread for Today video or whatever it is, find some way to spend time with God. Because it's my prayer that the church that emerges from this period of isolation would be one that has new rhythms of prayer that can be sustained, a new attitude to busyness and work, and a greater understanding of worship and how we can use our gifts to serve one another. But most of all, my prayer is this, that we as a church might learn how to trust and rely on God as our minds are renewed in a new way that this could sustain us going forward. Amen.